We've had this scripture that keeps on coming back to us again and again over the last few months. Uh, God's speaking to us through it. And I want to read a part of it at least to you again this morning. But I'm going to put an emphasis on some particular words. Let's see if you can work out where I'm putting the emphasis. Uh, children, you might want to help with this one. Okay, which words am I emphasizing? Come on, that's it. Okay, it's from Hebrews chapter 12. We had this prophetic word, this great prophetic word about us all running together, running through open doors. God was going to open doors for us, running across thresholds. Great word. So it's Hebrews chapter 12. See if you can notice what words I emphasize. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We, we <laughs> do this by keeping our eyes on him, the champion who initiates and perfects Amen. our Amen. faith. Did anybody notice what words I was emphasizing? Did you notice at all? Any, any, pardon? Us, us. Did I say that? Did I say it like that? Did I? Us, us. And we, an hour. You know, when you read a scripture like that, it can be other scriptures like this as well. You think, oh yeah, God's really talking to me. I'm going to run this race of faith. I'm going to persevere. Yes, I am. And we, we focus because we live in an individualist world and we, we read and we see things through the lens of individualism. We think it's just about me and Jesus running the race. But this scripture is for us. Okay, it's for all of us. You know, it's following Jesus, pursuing Jesus, not just something I do, it's something that we do together. And we've said that that is our, that's not just our theme for the year. It's, our, it's something that, in fact, it was about this time last year, the leadership group and others were having some conversations about what is the essence of what we're about? Why do we exist as a church what are we really here for? Let's strip things right back to the essentials. And this is what we came up with. It's fo we're following Jesus. But we're following Jesus together. So do you remember we had, those, we had those questions I asked you right way back in September. Are you following Jesus? Put your hand up if you're following Jesus. Okay, hands down. Next question. Who are you following Jesus with? Because you can't do this alone. We have to do it together. Uh, and by the way, when we talk about this, we're not just talking about, you know, this is, this is hard stuff. Because actually, how many of you notice that following Jesus can be difficult at times? Following Jesus is a challenge at times. And we're not just in it together to say, you know what, because it's difficult, let's, hey, let, let's all just pull together. Let's just all kind of really help one another. Because it's about team. The teamwork makes the dream work. Good, huh? Or team, together, everyone achieves more. 
I can Google. Okay, but it's not just about team work. It's not just about, let's pull together, folks, because there's common goal. It's something that goes deeper, much deeper than that, because this is not just about something we do. This is about who we are. Okay, we are created for connection. We are created to be community, our very nature as human beings. We were created for that. In fact, we'd be go further back than that because um, God exists. We believe this. We are Orthodox Christians. It means we believe what the Bible teaches. And the Bible teaches us that God exists in a community of love. The Bible says God is love. You can't be, just, you can't be love on your own. You just can't be love on your own. That's why we believe in something called the Trinity. God exists, big theological word here now, co-eternally. That for all eternity, he has existed as a community of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. John Wesley called it the sweet society of the Godhead. It all starts with God, created in community, and then we are created to be like him. Well, let me just not raise your head a little bit before I get to that, created in his image stuff. You see, there's a, there's a, what God is doing, the purpose of God. So this is why we're talking about something just deeper than just a bit of teamwork. The purpose of God is to extend and reflect the community that is within him, God is love, out into the world through a people. That's his purpose. Now, there's a little, we, we're invited to participate into, in, the, in the Trinity, in the, in the community of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's a little icon, an orthodox icon, icon, which has a picture of people representing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then there's a little gap. There's a little gap, and, and the, the suggestion is that that's encouraging us to think we're meant to fill the gap. We're meant to become part of that community. But this is the problem with it. It looks like there's only space for one. So some of us might get into thinking... It's the Father, it's Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and me. Not sure about you. Not sure if there's enough room for you. It's just, oh, I get to participate in the Trinity. No, no, no. We get to be a part of that community with Jesus, experiencing the love. That's why Jesus prayed, I want them to be one as you and I are one, Father. So we are created to be a part of that Community. That's why, by the way, when the Apostle John is writing in 1 John chapter 1, he says, I- I'm telling you all about Jesus because I want you to have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. This word fellowship is such a deep, profound, beautiful word that has lost some of its significance and beauty and power, but it means participating together, partaking together in the life and the love of God. And we do that together but we are created in his image so in Genesis chapter 1 we don't have to turn to it but in Genesis says this God said let us notice the us again in the Godhead the three persons of the Godhead let us make humankind in our image in other words created for community and it says God created humankind in his own image In the image of God, he created them, 
Male and female, he created them. I'm going to take something, two things which are uh, the same yet different, and I'm going to make one out of them. That's what God has done. He's making us in his own image. Now, we know the story, many of us, that, of course, human beings represented by Adam and Eve choose not to trust God, choose to go their own way, and it brings shame that we... Nathan was talking about it brings shame, it brings blame shifting, it brings argument, it brings conflict, it brings hatred, it brings anger. We have Cain killing Abel and literally all hell is let loose in the earth. And I mean literally. I know everybody uses the word literally these days and they don't mean literally. Um, But I mean it literally. Demonic, satanic, evil stuff got released into our earth. But what did God do? He said, I'm going to choose a man, a man called Abraham. And out of that man, Abraham, I am going to produce a community, a nation of peoples. God's purpose has always been to reflect his community in people. Now, we know that in the story of Israel, it doesn't all work out. It's not a plan B. God always planned this. He says, I'm going to do it through a people, through Jesus and through a people filled with the Holy Spirit called the church. But it's still a community. That's why when he had 12 disciples, um, it was, you know, he actually had more than 12 disciples. He had at least 70 who'd been sent out, and more besides, a lot of women involved in those, in those disciples. The, the 12 disciples are more like his leadership development group, but, but it's significant that it's the number 12 Because there was 12 tribes of Israel and there are 12 disciples. It's just reminding us, because 12 stands for community. I'm still into community. And we need to know, folks, there's no plan B. God's purpose is to show what the community, the beautiful, glorious community of the Godhead looks like through a people here on earth called the church. Are you amazed by that? Some of you might be kind of totally overwhelmed by that but because you look around you see we've done this following Jesus together when we looked at following that was pretty easy because I mean that was lovely I look I I like looking at following because it was what did we say it was being with Jesus becoming like Jesus and doing the things that Jesus did I mean what's not to like I love the focus between Christmas and Easter on Jesus because Jesus is beautiful and wonderful isn't he And then you get to us, together. Following Jesus together. Let's be honest, folks, that's the hardest part, isn't it? That's the hardest part. When I say it's the most important, it's not because there's any part that's more important. It's just that this is where the rubber hits the road. Can we do this together as a local church community? Can we? Can we do it together as a local church community? Community, follow Jesus together. And you see, the thing is, it's people who are different from one another. Jesus with his 12 disciples says, I'll tell you what, let me take, let me take, um, let me take like a political zealot like Simon and let me put him together with a tax collector like Matthew. Let's see what happens. Some fiery fishermen. And let's put a, a, a woman who was going to get stoned for adultery. Let's put her in there as well. Or a prostitute. Let's put her in there. And let's see what happens. People who are very, very different from one another. There's a great book. Well, I don't know the book's great because I've not read it. But I've read the title. And the title's good. 
I've done that. I've done that with lots of books. Lots of books. Love the title. Must read the book sometime. But the title is, it's by John Ortberg, and the title is, I would like you more if you were more like me. Great title. I'd like you more. He's obviously mocking a little bit, but he's saying that's how we think sometimes. We want people to be like us. But you see, that's why I'm not convinced. I hear people say sometimes, I want church just to be a few friends meeting around the table. Well, it depends what you mean by that, of course. If you're talking about the table of the Lord, then great, because the table of the Lord is very expansive and very inclusive. But if you mean just my circle of friends around a table, I'm not convinced. Because usually your circle of friends will be just like you. They'll probably be of a similar background to you, think similar ways to you, so probably have the same skin color as you, speak the same language as you, have the same kind of background to you. It's probably the beautiful and wonderful thing. See, see that, that's great, by the way. Have your circle of friends. I'm not knocking that. But it's not church community. Church community is when you put people together who are completely different from one another. Who, and, and to be honest, let's be honest, people who wind you up a little bit. People who get on your nerves sometimes. Because God likes that. He says, I'm bringing people who are different from one another, who wind one another, and I'm going to put them together, and I'm going to create a community of love that reflects what I'm like to this world. And that's why in John 13, and I think we have got this one, it says this. Jesus says, I'm giving you a new commandment. A new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples or my followers. How will the world see what following Jesus is like? It's through the love that we have for one another. That's why if you go to the back wall where it says our values, the second of our values there is love one another. The health of our culture will be shown by the way we treat one another. That's why we treat one another with love and honor and dignity and respect. We don't assume the worst of one another, but we look for the best and draw the best out of one another. If we have disagreement and conflict, we handle it in a healthy way. By the way, you can't do this without the Holy Spirit. You really need the power of the Holy Spirit to do this. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to love me. Did you know that? You love me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to love one another. And you also need, this is why we did the whole emotionally healthy spirituality stuff. You need to go deep within yourself and know what's going on inside of you. There needs to be a deep self-awareness if you're to do this loving one another well. So we're in this together. Some of you will know one of my favorite Christian thinkers and writers is a guy called Dallas Willard. He's dead now. But he was a, as well as being a Christian writer and thinker, he was a well-known, world-renowned philosopher. Worked at the um, University of um, Southern California. And somebody once said to him, why do, you, um, <clears throat> why do you have anything to do with the church? I mean, you're a, you're a top philosopher. You're a great thinker. Why would you have anything to do with the church? A bit dismissive of the church. And uh, Dallas Willard said this. He says... Um, he said, well, first of all, he said, the Bible tells me I'm supposed to love my enemies. And I find there's a lot of my enemies in the church. And so, uh, <laughs> I feel like the person who says, the Bible says, love your neighbor and love your enemies. And often they're the same people. But anyway, um, <clears throat> he says, I was being humorous, of course. 
But people nodded with a sense of recognition. They knew what I meant. Because let's face it, folks, the church is beautiful and it's also brutal. Some of us have the scars and the bruises from trying to do church together, from trying to follow Jesus together. It's hard at times. So he, people realized it. But then he says this, and this has really stuck with me. He said this, actually, however, that's what the church is. It's a place where you can get really mad at people and not run off and leave them. It's a place where anger and contempt can be unlearned. It's a place to learn deep things of fellowship in Christ that lovingly endures disagreement, anger, and injury. You know, it's a place to learn the deep things of fellowship. How many of you sometimes thought, as I have, I'm being honest with you now, I think, Blumenek, I get on better with people at my workplace than I do with folks in the church sometimes. How many of you thought that? Oh, don't tell me, actually, don't tell me. Too many hands will go, it will worry me. But some of you probably thought that, actually, the people are much better there, aren't they? We've got a great team. But you see, I don't want to dismiss that, but I mean, I think I've said this before. St. Augustine says, some, some people are better by nature than others are by grace. In other words, you get some people who are just naturally kind and easygoing and you get on with, but God in the church puts all kinds of messed up people, like, well, like you and me, okay, into the church, and we'll have to learn to get on with one another. You see, we're going deeper in the church I don't want to knock, you know, building a good team at work and everything like that. But we're going much, much deeper than that in the church. It's, just, it's a place to learn the deep things of fellowship in Christ that lovingly endures disagreement, anger, and injury. It's vital. It's God's plan, and nothing is going to take the place of it. I want to remind you again. I'm going to finish in a moment, but I want to remind you again. God has not got a plan B. This is the way he's going to do it. By Christians, real Messed up people like you and me learning to love one another really, really well so that we reflect what God is like. There's no plan B. I mean, you could, if you wanted to, you could just visit around churches, enjoy the worship, enjoy the preaching, and then leave. Or you could go onto the internet and listen to your favorite speaker and your favorite worship band and then not get involved in community. You could, but you wouldn't be a follower of Jesus. Did he just say that? Yes, he did. You wouldn't be a follower of Jesus. You'd be a religious consumer. And there's a lot of them about. But if you want to truly follow Jesus, he's got a plan to build his church, this community of love. And if you're following him, you've got to be involved in it. You've got to be involved, part of a committed, local community of people trying to work out what it really means to love one another really really well I'm sorry I interrupted this quote it's not finished it says it's God's plan and nothing's going to take the place of it and then he says this I love this the church is intended to be a school of love the church is intended to be a school of love it's where we learn to love now you might think our school is in special measures (laughs) right now certainly room for improvement that's for sure. Actually, I just want to reassure you, I do not believe there's any offstead in the kingdom of God, okay? There's just, okay, there's no offstead in God's kingdom. Pioneer are not going to send in a team to say, uh, what grade should we give them for loving one another? No, there's no offstead for this. But there is, hopefully, mutual encouragement and mutual challenge to spur one another on to love and good deeds. I hope that there's that. And wouldn't it be great if there was an offstead in the kingdom? 
that we got outstanding for loving one another well. They used to say about the early church, see how these Christians love one another. Wouldn't it be brilliant if we stood out for the way we love one another? The catchment area is totally wide open for this uh, school. There's no limit on numbers. And kids, this school is always in session. There's no holidays from this school. Is that okay? Is that okay, kids? No holidays from this school. So I have a thought about that, going to a school where there was no holidays. And the teachers are going, no. <laughs> There's no holiday from this school. It's permanently in session. And everybody can get to enroll in learning how to reflect what God looks like to the world. Showing the world um, the real love of God. Yes, and some of the leadership are thinking, Trevor's just forgotten our vision statement. He did. Uh, <laughs> it is. Making the love of God real in the real world. That's what we're doing. We're making the love of God real in the real world. If you want to enroll in the school of love, if you want to be part of a local church, whether it's this local church or not, that is learning to love well in such a way that we reflect the beauty of God's love, stand up, please. I want to pray that if you want to be part, I'm not talking about this local church, I'm talking about if you're, part of, if you're committed to following Jesus together with somebody, with some community, I want to pray for you. Yeah, please do, yeah. In this school, we're all students and we're all teachers. We're all learning from one another. Holy Spirit, we cannot do this without you. It is, it is the most important in this sense, is this is where it really earths your purpose in reality of relationships and so Holy Spirit over the next few weeks and months as we look at this as we consider this together as we try to work it out together do a work in each one of us Lord as we enroll in a school of love help us help us do whatever you need to do in us Lord that we can learn these lessons of loving one another well we cannot do without you Holy Spirit so we pray right now, you'd, Lord, you would show to everybody who's gathered here, where is the community that they're meant to be a part of? Lord, working this out in reality. If it's here, great. If it's somewhere else, great. Bless them. But Lord, we want to work this out. We want to follow Jesus together. Holy Spirit, help us. Amen. Amen.